This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I feel like... Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I'm Tyler Metcalf, joined, as always, by the slacker, by the new dad, Tyler Rucker. Rucker, uh, we'll get to your feelings in a second here, Um, but I just wanted on the record that I told you to take as much time off and away from this silly little thing we do as you needed, Um, but you insisted on coming back after one week, so this is not on me. I want that on the record before we get into it. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing good. Thank you, um, Metcalf. You did tell me that for everyone listening. Metcalf's like, take a while. And I took one week and I was like, I feel like I've taken a a year off, so I can't do this anymore. I I ruined the show that quickly that you (laughs) need to get back. Oh, my God. Um, I'm doing good. uh, Little baby girl's good. Thank you for everyone for the kind words. It's really cool. Kind of turned to my wife after, you know, I've had to wake up every two hours, which has been fun. And um, turned to my wife after about a week of this. And I was like, I got to do the podcast. And she was like, I want you to do the podcast. You need to do the podcast. So I'm back with a vengeance. Couldn't stay away too long. Thank you, Metcalf, for for holding down the fort. You did a fantastic job while I was gone. I listened to that. I was very proud. So um, I'm happy to be back. Feels good. Feels right. It's great to have you back, buddy. Um, All right. So we got a full slate today lot to go through in case you missed it uh version three of the no ceilings composite big board so that's the entire team uh combining our rankings average ranking um w- went up live on the site no ceilings nba.com uh on wednesday so we're just going to kind of be running through that top 60 uh our likes our dislikes what we agreed with biggest surprises um guys who fell out guys who you know all of it. We're, we're running through one through 60. We're going to go five at a time. Uh, before we dive into that, just a bit of housekeeping stuff. Uh, that along with uh, Corey's 
uh, draft stock um, update is also live on the is also live on the site so you can take a look at our rankings and then you can kind of take a look at the overall stock and see the kind of community consensus rankings and how those have changed and how different sites are uh feeling about certain prospects uh kind of tied into that is the draft stock game which we do uh since today's a very full show we're just gonna push that uh to next week along with the rookie roulette for jordan hawkins so next week we will be diving back into those but today it is just big board reaction time so rucker let's just dive into it one through five um at number one overall we had alexander sar number two stefan castle Number three, Jacoby Walter. Number four, Nikola Topic. Number five, Cody Williams. Where do you want to start? Yeah, everyone's going to have to be patient with me because I put, I, I made this graphic real quick and it's, you know, we're going 10 at a time with the graphic. But, um, Metcalf one through five hit me. Where did you want to start? Are we still surprised Topic is at four? I feel like there's a lot of passionate people that are like, hey, why is he not in the top two? What are you thinking? Um, I'm based on production alone top two makes a lot of sense. And, you know, the people who have him there, I can understand the argument um, because the production is absurd because the outrun finishing the playmaking, it, it all feels NBA ready. I'm really interested to see how, uh, you know, his transition to red star uh, taking that step up in competition, how that's really going to kind of affect that production because that the, the league that he was playing in with mega was, it just wasn't good enough for him at this point. So th this step up is going to be really fascinating to see how legitimate that first step is, how legitimate uh, being that below the rim finisher that he is, how real that is, um, how much his lack of a mid-range jumper is affects his game. I still don't really buy the shot. And I think that's where the big difference with me comes in. Uh, consensus ranking here was four. I have him at seven, so it's not like we're night and day. Um, difference here but if you have him in that top three or higher even like some people did i think it's because you're buying the shot and personally i'm not there i think it can be okay uh you know in the right settings but what were your thoughts i i think i'm leaning a little bit towards you we, we had a comment when we posted the big board and was like who the heck is way in top want to come talk to me let's do it um so i i have him at six um i feel fine about that thank you cosmo for the congrats i feel fine about having him at six and i'm i'm right there with you like i think i texted you a couple of weeks ago and i was like the more i watch topich the more questions i'm finding which is which is a really tough one and i really like him and it's not like i'm negative or, or down on him but I think when when you're in that age or, or range for my personal rankings, like once I don't like to just like, oh, I'm going to throw you up at two and then move you back down. I'm like, no, if you're taking that leap, I'm really in love with you. And I think Topich has a lot of areas that are really exciting. This is such a awesome development now with him going to play for Red Star mm -hmm. middle of the year because it's like, okay, he has a rare opportunity to really now cement himself as like one of the top guys if he can produce at that level. So we'll wait and see, but just got some questions. I think the playmaking is fantastic. The shot, actually, you were onto something early, and now I'm kind of seeing a little bit more of what you were seeing. But 
he's really he's really impressive with like how he can get downhill and get in traffic. Yeah. I'm just wondering like is the team going to let he takes a, he's a ball like he dribbles the air out of the ball to get to his spots. That's, if you can do that at a high clip some team it's just I'm confused. Yeah. Like are, is some team going to draft him and be like hey go go do whatever you want or can he kind of adapt and make quicker reads and all that fun stuff. So, I don't know. I think that one's interesting to me. It's it's interesting to see Stefan Castle still get in love with our crew. That's where I wanted to kind of pivot to next um, because that's going to upset a lot of people. Um, I love it. I love when we <laughs> do this. Oh, before you go into, th- I have a thought about Castle. I wanted to throw yeah. it at you on the air and you can either be like, hey, Rucker, you really need to go sleep or I love where your head's at. Is Stefan Castle this year's Anthony Black? Is he trending in that way where I'm like, oh, maybe that's why some of us in the Stefan Castle fan club are still buying in because of that type of concept or idea where it's like, okay, the outside shot isn't coming around, but we're now we're starting to see the defense is really impressing. Um it, the shot worries me. He had a corner three in his last game. I was watching the whole game and he was wide open. No one within 10 feet and airballed it. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm just glad he took that because the previous five, he yeah. was just not even looking at the rim in those he, situations. He was so open. He had to take it or he'd be like, he can't play anymore ever. <laughs> I just I, straight to the bench, but no, but then he does. It was a brutal first like couple of minutes, and then the whole rest of the game, I was like, gosh, he's impressive. So I don't know if it's just something else going on. I, I don't think the black comp is a bad one. Um, there are just zero scoring instincts from him right now. And if you're going to be 6'6 point guard, I need you to showcase something. Um, I, I like everything else he's doing. The passing has been good. The defense has been way better than I expected. So he's doing a lot of little stuff that is like that contributes to winning basketball. That is encouraging to see from a role player, but it's not top two stuff. It's not top. It's barely top five stuff. Um, right. Right. You know, you mentioned Anthony black, a more worrying outcome is Jarrett Culver. Yeah. Like, For sure, I, absolutely. Like, he's he's not creating space when he's getting downhill. Um, he's not creating separation. He has zero confidence in the shot. I still have him at five, so I'm not out on him by any means. But I think last time we did this, he was at two, uh, maybe three for me. So it's really trending in a a concerning direction. And if all of those kind of connective um, data points with him, with the passing, rebounding. Uh, defense, all that kind of stuff weren't as impressive as they currently are. It would be like, oh God, are we sure he's top 10? Um, because I, I just need to see something in terms of scoring because everyone else in the, our top five is showing something and he is leagues behind in that aspect. Absolutely. Um, you got anybody else or, or are we moving on? No, I want to, I want to spend a little time on SAR. Um, were you surprised that he's still at one? Um, yes and no. Yes and no. And I, I'm trying, I understand. It's funny that you just phrase it that way because I feel like I was going to text you and be like, I, I have weird feelings. I, 
Is he at one because no one's willing to take the leap on somebody else? I have a feeling I, I have a weird feeling of who I want to put at one, but I'm waiting Ooh. for a couple more games, and it's really aggressive. But I have like I had like a weird itch the other day of like, why isn't he one? And it's Cody Williams. Okay, um, and I, I would like to see him play since his injury. Yeah, I, he's a returns for I don't know if there's any word on it. They're playing Arizona soon, right? Uh, Tonight, I think a couple hours from coming out. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's ooh, okay. What day is it? Um, and he if he like returned and he had a couple back soon, it was last yeah. Though, so I'm not okay. sure if that's tonight or a game from now. He needs to come back and do some stuff in conference play. Yeah, and I wouldn't be shocked or against anyone saying that because I think that's just the upside, the tools that he's already shown, and I think there's a lot of levels of his game left to be un you know untapped and then your boy Richiche. I, I, I that's what I'm getting at is I wonder if SAR is like everyone's like well SAR you know seven one ish tools defensively but it's like is it just because anyone's not feeling the love to really go all in on somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do we have any concerns that he might just be like really soft? Yeah, I have concerns about everyone. That's the problem. And that's what I love is because it, no one's no one's separating themselves. Topic is doing the best job of trying of, of creating some momentum to get going up. But everyone's got their concerns. Everyone's got questions. Everyone no one's wowing me consistently to be like, "Oh, he's running away with it." You know. The year like this, when we had um, Anthony Edwards, Lamelo, I feel like Anthony Edwards at least had that Michigan State game where we were like, "Holy crap! Yeah. Look at this! When this is on, look at this kid." I haven't seen that from anyone. I, am I wrong? Like, is there? Jacoby's had a couple of games where you're like, "Whew!" But then he has a couple of disappointing ones. But I think we've gotten flashes kind of like that from Jacoby. Um, you know, Holland, some of his numbers and stuff yep. like the highlight tape with him has been insane. I think Risa Shea has been the most consistent high level prospect this year, which is bonkers considering where I was on him five months ago. Um, but yeah, just to, to wrap things up with SAR. Yeah. Like the comments are saying, I, I think he's kind of soft and I think his motor runs really low for way too, way too often. Um, the rebounding is very low for someone his size and for how athletic he is. I think it's just over four a game. Um, I know he's playing just under 18 minutes. I'm just doing a quick glance here at staff. So sorry if those are a little off, but it's that kind of ballpark. Um, those rebounds need to be two, three, you know, double of where they are right now. And he never gets to the free throw line. He's averaging just over two, two free throws a, a game for someone who's that skilled, that athletic, that big. Why are you settling for all of these pull-up jumpers? Why is your entire offense perimeter-based? Take it to the hoop a little bit. Show a little bit of post-game. Uh, roll to the rim. Create some contact. Get to the line. Get some easy buckets. Because I, th I think there are still a lot of questions about his outside shot. Because um, that... Have you, have you looked at his numbers recently? No, what I What do you think not. the three-point percentage is right now? Uh, 18. 
Uh, 29.5. Uh, Jeez, um, okay. um, we're real negative over there. No, but, yeah, I'm, I'm gloves are off at this point. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, but, I'm ready with a lot of these guys. Like, okay, like, I like, I, I, I fully understand why people still have him at one. I get it. The intrigue, the upside, it's fascinating. It's really intriguing. I still have him at three, so I'm not saying I'm out on him by any means. But if you're just going off of the stuff from the Blitz and the stuff from Vegas, his game has tailed off massively since then and he just kind of goes through the motions a lot he doesn't really rebound the shot has really kind of fallen off and is super inconsistent i know some people have some mechanical concerns there and he's never getting to the line his entire offense is perimeter based and that really really scares me for what his actual upside could be long term because if you're not getting those easy ones and your shot really isn't that legitimate how are you elevating that offense how are you getting your points I completely agree. Completely agree. It, it, it's, it really is, I think, the clock's ticking right now a little bit that I'm going to be interested to see if Sar really maintains that number one spot with our composite rankings because you send me the numbers. We always see it. Like the No Ceilings Plus subscribers get to see how close it is. Mm-hmm. The margins are very tight this year. It is unbelievable how I close. Think, I think we only had like six six guys with like an average ranking in the top 10. Yeah, it, <laughs> and and there, uh, it's you look at all the names submitted. There's like 200 plus names every time. So it just shows you how wide our rankings are, and how you know some of these guys. Like some of us love a guy at 42 that on somebody else's board is 97th. It's just kind of pick your own your own poison this year. Um, okay, all right. Uh, let let's move on uh, to the next group, but let's take a quick ad break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, uh, let's move on to 6 through 10. So at number 6, we have Zachary Rissache, 7, Isaiah Collier, 8, Ron Holland, 9, Ryan Dunn, and 10, Modest Buzelis. Pretty interesting row right here. I, I, uh... I think it's pretty funny that everyone was just, you know, light your pitchforks and come after us with Isaiah Collier early 
season rankings and now we got him at seven and I feel like that noise kind of quieted down, but you know, he just had a pretty impressive game. I, I don't know, Metcalf, where, where are you thinking? Holland, little bump back up. Risha Shea, I think is on the verge of leaping into that top five, potentially. Where, what did you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I have Risha Shea at one right now. I just love um, it when you talk dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 6'8", uh, I don't think he's going to be, um, you know, really. all. I'd be surprised if he's an all-star. Um, I don't think he's going to be a primary on-ball creator. I don't really think that guy necessarily exists in this draft. But at that size, that two-way versatility, um, I think he's been the most consistent and productive prospect at the top of this draft so far. And I can't say that about everyone else. You know, I dropped Jacoby Walter a spot because his on-ball defense has been a tire fire recently. Uh, I have just voiced my concerns about star. I need Cody Williams to get healthy. I voiced my concerns about castle Holland. I have a lot of doubts about or questions about not doubts necessarily, but questions about Topich just voiced concerns there. Buzelis saloon Collier. I'm lower on than most. So it's like when you're looking at this, all right, so he's got good positional size, positional uh, versatility, defensive versatility, the shot. He's at 47.3% this year, and that's on good volume. He sped up his release. He's decisive with the ball. He's confident. He's completely turned his game around from FIBA this summer, and it's a really, really consistent output with him, which I just, it, it's been the most impressive uh, kind of display this year for me out of all this entire draft class. Can you hear me? Yep. We good. Sorry, everyone. I'm having unbelievable <laughs> computer problems right now. My key, I, I want to respond to everyone in the group. My keyboard just stopped working. So I'm, I'm, I'm riding solo right now. Just Mike, hot mic going on. Risha Shea Metcalf has been probably the most impressive guy for me. Just watching him compared to where we saw him. And now he looks yeah. fantastic. I, I, every time I watch him, I get more impressed, get more intrigued. Um, so we're, we'll we'll see. But I don't know, man. It's just, like I saw you had him at one, and I absolutely loved it because I was like, I get that. Like his floor is getting me really excited. Where I'm like, okay, I Risha Shea looks like you you have a great foundation for him to start with. Where it's like good size. I don't know if I'm buying him six foot ten, but. Um, good size he looks like he's got a great mentality now and he's playing high level defense i think he's just looks way more confident um out there so i get it i'm buying it um what else you got hit me um pick your poison between buzelis holland and collier where do you want to go um or all three if you want yeah we can do all three buzelis looked good and then i just kind of going it, it was fool's gold for me i think he's kind of going back to where i was before so i'm kind of like eh, all right um what are you thinking about ron let's talk about ron can we have a little therapy about ron what i, I mean yeah where do you want to start what why are people so down on him why are they legit 
I don't know. I just don't know. What does he got to do to get back up into the top five, top three? Do we think he's closer to being at that eight to 10 range? Like me and you had talked about a couple episodes ago. I don't know. He, I'm getting headaches and it's not from lack of sleep. It's from this draft class. I, I'm getting headaches and I just want things to get a little clearer, but I'm having fun at the same time. So I, I, I have him at six, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not sure I feel good either way about that, where I could easily see myself having him at 15 or two. Um, his highlight tape is insane. It, it's one of the most impressive highlights, highlight films that you will see from this draft. His athleticism, um, his chaotic nature. I've been really impressed with how comfortable and kind of versatile he's been with the step back jumper. I think that's been a really impressive and important growth uh, in his game from high school and FIBA and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think that's a really good place for him to start in terms of scoring versatility. I need that consistency to remain. Um, <laughs> I need that consistency to kind of start showing up a little more. Um, my big thing with him is I, I think his feel for the game is really bad. I don't think he has a great understanding of how to play. Um, and I really worry about the work ethic and how much that's going to limit his ceiling. Um it's and some of the stuff that I've heard has has not quelled those concerns. So I know he was, you know, when when the whistle blows and the you know they tip the ball off, he is running full steam through a brick wall every single time. Uh, he plays his motor during games is absolutely insane. It's everything that leads up to the games that kind of makes me skeptical about how high that ceiling can get. Um, and there have been other people who have kind of voiced so similar concerns to me when we were in Portland for hoop summit drink. Um, and he was one of the least impressive players during practices there. He, you know, I kind of chalked it up to second week of kind of that invitational stuff. Cause it was right after McDonald's all American game too. So, you know, I was like, all right, high school kid, he's traveling all over the place doing all this crap. And you know, he, when they scrimmaged, he showed up and he played really hard so it's like okay you know take this with a grain of salt but i I don't know i i just have a lot of lot of questions and then when you see the lack of playmaking the lack of passing the lack of just making the simple reads not even just creating for other people but completely missing just simple kickout passes out of drives and stuff like that it's like oh boy like where where are your priorities right now in terms of your offensive involvement um, but then also just how are you reading the floor right now? And it's obviously early, ton of basketball left to be played, but I just have a lot of questions. I'm right there with you. I got him at seven. I feel really good about having him at seven. I don't know. It, it, it's going to be hard for me to move him back up from where I have him right now, I feel like. So I have the same questions. Um, there's every game I watch, there's a play where I'm like, man, that was really nice. But there's also just a lot of like, Oof, uh, okay, I hope it's your connecting guy. That's what I keep saying. Like if he's alongside with some offensive forces, um, I think Ron could have success. But if you're trying to give him the ball to run the show or get get you buckets all the time, I think you're, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. So his fit's going to be f- fascinating yeah. to me. It is right now. It's going to be 
June 27th. I think that's the day of the draft. Um, so I, I'm just going to be curious to see how the rest of his season looks because that's the winter showcase. I watched a bunch of their games. I watched all of those because I don't have a life. I love basketball. And I was just a little like, yeah, you're, you're not getting me to buy in. I want to jump in the pool, but you can't get me in. Like if the water's too cold. So I don't know. We'll wait and see. Um, anything else? What do you got? No, let, let's jump to 11 through 15. Um, okay. so, so at 11, we have Reed Shepard, 12, Donovan Klingon, 13, Rob Dillingham, 14, Kevin McCuller, 15, Dalton Connect. Now, I like this group, Metcalf. Where, <laughs> yeah. do, where do you um, want to start? Um, why isn't Reed Shepard a top 10 guy? I don't know. Tell me. I, I, I he's white, you. so he's been athletic. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it's, this is really, this is the fun stuff about evaluating because you, you, you find a guy that we did the McDonald's all American podcast, which seemed eight years ago. We did it. Um, <laughs> and we were talking about everyone and we got to read Shepard and me and you both were like, man, that dude could play. Like, well, he's nice. And we said it before we, we all thought like, Hey, Reed's going to be a multiple year guy. And when he does declare, he's going to be a really fun, you know, guard, mm -hmm. just tough as nails. And then just starts the year out on an absolute heater. Like one that you're, you're on that type of heater in Vegas. You're not leaving the table for like eight hours, hopefully. And we're like, okay, when is it going to cool down? And you just keep looking at the numbers every game. And it's just like, did, they're really nice, they're really <laughs> impressive. And then all of a sudden you're looking, it's like he's averaging two or north of two steals a game. So it's just, it, it's really interesting this year. We've talked about this a lot. I feel like in the no ceilings chat, um, I've talked about it with some people. It's just like, maybe this is the year in which the undersized guards get a little bit more noise. You, you start, because I, I think personally, I don't know what you think, Metcalf, but I think this year I'm just, I'm at the point where I'm like, who can play? I yeah. Just give me the guys that can play. Like I love Kevin McCuller. Um, Reed is right up there on my list. Like I'm tired of chasing. I'm like, I think teams are going to be like, screw it. Can guys play? Can they help us out? Do they know what to do on the basketball court? That's why like someone like Jared McCain, I'm, I'm just intrigued with as a little bit of a sleeper later. Um, but Reed, man, why is it he a top 10 guy? Why isn't he, you know, Maybe getting that higher than the top 10. I'm so, just saying. Yes, for some people. Yeah, he is for some people. So, I mean, you're getting to a territory in which smart player that plays two-way, good frame. I know he's a little undersized, if you want to say it that way, but, like, he shoots the cover off the ball. He knows where to be. He's really smart on both sides, plays good defense. Like, what? Because he's a little white guard, we're going to be like, well, he can't be a top – this year he could be a top 10 pick. He probably is right now. So I don't know. What do you think? And we keep, whenever we talk about him, you know, we're, we always mention, Oh, well, he'll inevitably go through a cold streak and you know, his numbers will drop off. It's January and his numbers haven't dropped off, you know, just to, to parody myself um, at this point, you know, he's going to have a cold streak. I'm assuming maybe at this point, who knows, but just the process with everything he does on both ends of the floor, it's really repeatable. It's really replicable. And it's, it doesn't feel like he's just going through a hot streak. Um, it feels like he's just a damn good basketball player who just kind of gets what to do and constantly makes the right decision. 
So yeah, do I wish he was six? If he was six five, he'd probably be number one on most boards right now. Um, six three even feels a little generous, but maybe maybe he still measures in there. I think he's really strong. He's got a good first step. He's quick. He's really smart. I have him at ten. Won't shock me if he's higher next time around. I got him at eleven. Also, this is the year in which everyone has to do the combine stuff, right? This is the big uh, yeah, year that they made that, uh, which couldn't be more fitting for this class. Like it's like the measurement guy this year is is going to be. We're so fascinated. Whoever's getting those measurements, because there's a lot of guys like Risha Shea. If he's six ten, that's a different world. Reed Shepard, um, if he's six three, that's a big development. If Collier is six five, holy crap, I'm I'm gonna be shocked. So, a lot of that. Ron Holland doesn't come close to some pe- some people's measurements of him at six eight. There's no way. No There's chance. no way. No chance. No chance. Okay. So, what else? Clayton. Um, uh, Klingon... Yeah, where you want to go with him? Because it's rough. It, why do big, gigantic individuals, um, after an impressive year, why do they think like, "Hey, I could probably use twenty more pounds"? This is what I was talking about when we were coming into the year, where you know all these reports where, oh, Klingon's added twenty pounds; he's up to two eighty. I'm like, that's not a good thing. No, that's not great. Like, that's well, not, why did we need stop that? that? Stop that! You just lost a ton of weight coming out of high school and now you're throwing the biggest thing yes you're right we talked about that last year like he gained he lost all this weight so why gain it back and like i you know obviously it was surely more far more muscle than what was previously there but that takes such a toll on the body especially when you have foot injuries and you're seven fucking two (laughs) stop it Hey, I, I got to go off the track a little bit. I'm, I have a wild idea that everyone in the group chat can kind of comment on. But I think we should do a swear jar because now I'm a dad, Metcalf. I can't be swearing in front of my well, that's why you. And then we donate. Headphones. No, 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 no. We, so I think we do a swear jar. We do a counter in the corner and then we donate it at the end of the year to charity or we put it on black in Vegas. I think okay, the charity is well, the better see, idea. See, I'm now turning a page. I'm turning a page. Now, 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 now it happens. <laughs> I have bills to pay. <laughs> You've heard me on these podcasts. I can't afford that. All right. Um, yeah, Klingon, I'm right there with you. Like, it, He's played 12 games. He's played 20.7 minutes. I can't stand it. I want him to play heavy minutes. I see great flashes, and then I'm like, eh. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, Black on Vegas, then Charity. That's a great idea, too. I, I, Klingon's turning the wrong way. Um, who else you got? McCuller, I don't know. I tweeted it a while ago i said we need to talk about him as a lottery pick and now he's at 14 so salute to uh everyone at no ceilings for getting him there what what are you thinking who do you got i this just feels like a really safe safe group to me where it's like if four of these guys fall to this range in the draft i think those teams would be jumping for joy um because I, I think McCullough is going to have a really long and good career. I think Connect is going to have a really good career. I think Reed Shepard is going to have a really good career. Um, I've completely turned the page on Rob Dillingham. I think he rocks. And I, do too. I did I do not too. think he was going to be anything close to an NBA guy coming into the year. And he's been incredible. Um, and, you know, obviously there'll be the health concerns with Klingon. But if you get someone like that as your backup center, 
who can give you 15 minutes a night and just be a kind of dominant defensive force. It's tough to ask for much more than that around this range in this draft. So I, I, I just, I think there's, this is a really safe group. And I don't mean that to come across as an insult because some of these guys still have a really, really high ceiling. Um, Got a question for you. Yeah. Um, the next big board installment, which will be next month. You know, everyone keep up on track. By the way, for everyone listening, next week, mock draft. Get pumped. That's going to be ugly. Um, would you be shocked if the next big board, Dillingham and Reed, are in the top 10? Um, both or either? Both. Both I would be. Reed, I think, will be. Yeah. I think Dillingham's going to keep slowly moving up and then we're going to get to a point where I'm like two got two Kentucky guards are going to go in the top 10 and they're not the Kentucky players. We thought they were going <laughs> to no. be a couple months ago. Um, okay. And, and my, the only reason I say that with Rob is I don't think he's close to six, three. No, that's another guy. I can't wait to do the measurements on Twitter. It's one of my favorite days when I get to just sit and, you know, it's scout for those numbers but yeah it's it's a disaster because people go crazy for it but um i love it's like de- detective mode um okay are we moving on yeah let's get to 16 through 20 so All at right, 16 we have tyler smith 17 kyle filipowski 18 to james saloon 19 trey alexander and 20 justin edwards in the arms of an angel for justin edwards oh, that boy. fall Ooh. Um, and I think it's going to keep happening. Saloon is just, you know, Hansel. So hot right now. Hansel. <laughs> he's just on fire. I know he's at 18. That's a big rise. I think the the one thing I need everyone to remember is um, I was putting these together and there is massive jumps. Like there was guys that were like 43 to 20. And then there is saloon. I think was like 35 to 18, which is humongous. And then a guy that's going to probably start the next um, graphic, which I'm really excited to talk to you about was a massive, massive leaper. So um, I don't know where you want to start. I think saloon is trending in the right way in a hurry. Let's start with saloon. Yeah. Where do you have him? I have him at 10. Bro, um, you, you really, you take a week off and you still copy my board. I, I don't, I, I, I never, okay. I never look at you. He rocks. Rude. He really rocks. He's fun. He's now that's a kid. I buy that six ten. Yeah. Um, I think he's got fantastic. He's a giant on the court. He, the beginning of the year when I watched him, he he's so energetic. He plays hard. He he, he kind of didn't look comfortable of like what am I supposed to do without the ball? Now it looks like he's like understanding where I should be, where I should move, spacing, getting open, cutting away from the ball, so, and he's shooting it at a high rate. So there's like a a really scary fun player right now and i know shout out jonathan gavoni i know he moved him up to six which i was like that's a very loud endorsement but let's get weird i would not be shocked if he's really getting up into that territory i mean shout out the international class is really sending a statement this year it it's fantastic i almost just swore but i can't because i have a 
kid now. So I'm pumped, Metcalf, about Saloon. What about you? Yeah, and I, I think when you look at the biggest kind of home run swings to take in this class, I think he his name is right towards the top of that list. Yeah. Um, size, athleticism, motor. I buy the shot now. Um, I was skeptical coming into or at the beginning of the year, but it's really grown on me. Um, again, I don't think he's ever going to be a primary option, but I think the defensive upside is there, especially with more coaching, more experience. Um, there aren't ten, five, 10 players in this draft who play as hard as him as consistently as he does. Um, and that motor, that versatility on both ends of the floor, that off ball activity, that his rebounding effectiveness, it's all really, really impressive. And then if you really buy the shot, like I'm kind of starting to and say he's a 41% career three-point shooter, um, you know, he takes some deep stuff off the catch, off movement. He'll pull up, um, not super dynamic like step back stuff, but, you know, late in the clock, he's fine. He taking a taking a heave at the rim. Um, and I buy it. And if, at that size, with that versatility, why not? you know, in the top 10. So, I mean, he's averaging nine and three with 1.2 steals a game on 42, 39, 76. And I know everyone's like, well, that's not that great, but that's in 21 minutes. And his, his last stretch of games have been unbelievable. Like he's really starting to, to cook. I'd look it up, but my keyboard just apparently quit. So I, I do think everyone needs to realize like, this is this is where we start to see with the international game where the young guys start to click and get confidence. And I think Saloon's trending in the right direction rapidly. So I'm excited. Um, anyone else? Who do you got? Um, let's talk about Trey Alexander and Justin Edwards. Why is everyone like cool? I'm not losing any. I'm fine with Trey. Why is everyone cooling on Trey? Are you are you not back in? Are you fine? He's had I a couple of good games. What is wrong with you? Um, he. I got him at seventeen. He. Who are you? Are really, you I don't know you anymore. <laughs> I, I'm part of this, maybe just because he's been put into an on-ball creator role. It's not and, his role, and that's not what he's going to be in the NBA. That's that's why I'm still in on Trey. It's not his role, right? He's not going to be. Trey needs to become not this year's Derek White. Like he needs Trey needs to be a complimentary guard that could play along somebody else. Trey, same. I lockdown scout. I love that comment <laughs> so much. The fact that you brought up this or that in a comment. Oh my god, I love you guys. You guys are the best. Like that's why I wanted to get back to this because of all the positive comments. You guys are fantastic. You know family you guys are all right i i'm still in on trey i still have him at 17 i feel great about it because i think it's exactly what you just said i think he's in a position this year the situation we found out this year that trey's probably not a go-to guy which is fine beginning of the year i was like oh my gosh is he gonna be a right because primary ball handler at six everything i don't think he is so yeah so and that's my thing with him is I think I'm at the lowest point right now. So now that I've just been, all right, the role he's in right now will not translate to the NBA. It it, it won't right. work. It right. will be a failure if that's what he's put in position to do. So now I'm at the point of, okay, let's 
build it back up. Let's kind of reimagine and go back to what he was more last year and the year before that and more of an off ball kind of secondary creator role and see how the skills that he's developed in this year as an on ball guy can then kind of be elevated in more of that tertiary role at the next level. And so I, I don't think I'm going to necessarily end the year with him at 29, but his inability to separate on ball is really concerning. And he can't create any space, the athleticism, the explosiveness, it just isn't there. Um, But the shot still looks solid. The defense is pretty good. You know, there's some good passing stuff. Um, So it's just going to be kind of working back up to, all right, how realistically can this stuff translate into more of an off ball role and how comfortable and effective can he be at that? So, I think I'm at my low point with him right now. Um, Justin Edwards, I might just be done with for this year. I'm done. I'm out. I have him at 45. Oh, man. Okay. I guess I wasn't that out. Um, Oh, wait. I had him at 37, but it's like uh, he's just free falling. And I see guys behind him that I'm like, eh. Like I had Dylan Jones at 41. And right now I'd be like, I'd take Dylan. Like Dylan's just been rock solid. Um, this or that, Justin, you're on the clock. This or that, Justin Edwards or Zach Eady? Eady. That's just fantastic. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, before we move on, because I wanted it, this is a great segue. Um, Tyler Smith at 16. Every time I watch the Ignite, Tyler Smith does something that makes me just like, I'm in, yeah. man. This kid can play. Like yeah. that's another kid on the. Maybe that's an article I need to write. Just the team of like, can you hoop? Tyler Smith goes in and makes. He takes smart shots. He knows his role. He doesn't try to do too much. And then the ignite don't play him more. They just bring in Holland to play like 30 minutes. And I'm like, Smith might be the best player on the team. So um, he looks great. I I just and he keeps slowly climbing up the board yeah. for us. So it's been pretty cool. Um, anyone else or should we just, just last thing on Edwards. Um, so I, I mentioned it in my piece last week, I mentioned it on the pod last week, but I'm out on Edwards as a, this year guy, I'm not out on him as a player in, in totality. Um, and I, I, I just looked at a bunch of his kind of statistical, uh, benchmarks right now and where he's at in terms of like assist rate, uh, shooting percentages, shooting volume, rebounding, uh, usage, all that kind of stuff. It's in the piece. Go check it out for specifics. Um, But there's never been a freshman drafted with the numbers that he's currently showing. I don't think Justin Edwards is going to be the first one. Um, If he gets that three point percentage over 30% gets on a hot streak. uh, Some of the names that were then included uh, were the freshman seasons of like Franz Wagner, Mikhail Bridges, uh, a couple other of those kind of rangy wings, but they're all guys who came back for at least another year. So, I think Edwards just needs to come back, find his confidence, have the game slow down a little bit for him. And then I think we can kind of start talking about him again next year. That's it. My dream for him is to go back another year and just the off season, be pissed off. Just yeah. like have that mentality of like, I'm going to destroy people next year. And Kentucky has another good class shocker. I'd love it. He has the tools to do it. I just think he, he looks like a fish swimming in an ocean, like a, a fish from a pond that just got thrown into the ocean. That's just like trying to find his way. And I think I'd, I'm right there with you. There's so many guys I love 
Like there's yeah. guys I'm already writing down, like, man, I can't wait to see him next year. <laughs> People still have him on their boards for this year. I'm like, he is not going out this year, but we got a long way to go. But uh, it, with Justin, it's just, I think he cares. I think I've heard good stuff about him behind mm -hmm. the scenes. I think it's just get, it's okay. Take another year. Yeah. Kevin McCuller would love to talk to all those guys that are like, <laughs> Oh, like McCuller all of a sudden just kept working on his game. And now he's looking like a guy that's going to go in the lottery. I just think Edwards takes time, folks. It takes time. Do you have a Tyler, Tyler Smith, Smith comp? comp? The problem is, is I, I just love how he's, he just plays the game of like it, your favorite team. You always want a guy like that, where he just comes in and just like, doesn't take bad shots. Like, I don't know, Metcalf. I could. You have anyone? I don't have a great one. I um, hate when it's a lefty because I always try to like, <laughs> oh, who's the lefty? Um, Just a, a solid pick and pop, catch and shoot, uh, power forward, pseudo center kind of guy. Good rim protector from the weak side. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> like late career Al Horford. <laughs> I'm just saying the mentality of like, okay, get your shots. Don't play out of control. I don't know. Because I also think he's just a jumbo forward. They could play on the wing a little bit. I don't know. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Ray um, asking if we buy Kevin McCullough's shooting improvements. Uh, currently, I do. Um, yes, I don't think he's a good movement guy running off screens, hitting pull-ups and step backs or anything. But reliable out of the corners, off the catch as like an outlet. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right. Let's move on to 21 through 25. At 21, we have Zach Eady. 22, Bobby Clintman. 23, PJ Hall. 24, Carlton Carrington. Um, and 25, Kobe Johnson. If you told me that the Ogre was going to be at 21, I would have been like, no way. I mean, Eady has been unbelievable. I guess this train is really picking up some momentum. Shout out to Maxwell. He wrote an article about mm -hmm. him that was fantastic. I don't know, Metcalf. <laughs> I, I think it's the year where if, if you're taking Edie, I get it because I think it's is it a is it the draft class or is it Edie? Yes. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I mean I, I think the class obviously plays a huge role in it, but every year Edie's played, he has been a statistical anomaly. Any query that you want to run, he's going to be one of the few guys that pops up in everything, as long as you don't include three-point shooting. Um, it, I keep all trying he does to Google produce. stuff and my computer died. So that whenever anyone sees me just pissed off, it's because <laughs> my computer, my keyboard, I don't know what's going on. i to get on the same page. Go ahead. Sorry, Micah. No, but I'm like incredible rebounder, incredible hands, probably the best screener in the country. Um, good scoring touch. You know, has developed a little bit of a push shot. Really good rim protector. Never gets in foul trouble. Plays a ton. Never gets hurt. I, I, you know, Matt Maxwell is his throwing out the idea that he could be a uh, legitimate starter. I'm not quite sure I see that because I think it's just going to be a little too easy to kind of drag him into space. I think he does move well for how big he is but I don't think you can ask him to do that over and over and over and over again. Um, but I think he could be one of the best backup centers in the league. So at this point, I have him at 24. And at this point, it's like, I, I think you know exactly what you're going to get. And if you need that, especially in this draft, there are a lot worse kind of 
hauls to come away with. I mean, I think people are, are buying into the idea. I think people are, are buying into Edie at least working. The thing is, I've I've watched Edie. I've always been like cautious because he's just a gigantic human being. Where I'm like, is this just a really dang good college player, or is there something here? And me and you have said, I feel like since last year, where we're like, someone's going to take a swing on him because someone's going to be like, if it works, it's going to work for us. And I've watched him closely. I, they just played Arizona, and he was very impressive. And he just, he's got great touch. He's got great hands. He's got good feet. And at that size, like if it can work at the NBA level, that's going to be an advantage for any team. Like I, yeah. I asked, um, I asked an an exec, like I was like, "What do you think of Edie?" He, he's like, "I like him. I think teams like him." He's like, he even throughout, he's like a team like Boston. He's like, would make all the sense in the world for me if if they wanted to take a swing at Edie and and you just throw him on Memphis right now. How much better exactly? That that's what I'm saying. And, I understand the idea of like maybe he's a starter. I still think if you had him coming off the bench early on, um, that's a fantastic little wrinkle because he is a smart player and he does look more fluid this year, more mobile. Like I, I, I get it. I understand. Um, beginning of the year, I was like, heck no, Edie's not going first. But you watch him and he does look better. He looks more impressive and he's doing the same thing. Like his numbers are still crazy this year, yeah. but his frame looks better. It's what I wanted Klingon to do. I yep. wanted Klingon to look like that when it came to like more fluid and stuff. But um, Edie's doing it and looks much more athletic, and it's awesome. It's look great. So I guess I'm drinking the Kool Aid now. But I, I will say, like I, I have him lower on my last board. I had him in like early 40s, but that was like I moved him from not even ranked on my top 60 to like 40. So like, yeah. just be patient. Gosh, you know, give me a break. Okay, what else? Uh, two names, just real quick. What am I missing with these guys? Uh, first, PJ Hall, and second, Kobe Johnson. What am I missing? I, I think PJ can play, man. I, I really do. I think he's just a crafty, tough guy that, that could also shoot a little bit. Kobe's had a rough um, shooting stretch. So Kobe's got to wake up a little bit. Feel like we might be getting some Carrington slipping coming up. I don't know. Missy's looked great. Um, oh well, I, I, I would jump into the next. No, group sorry, up. sorry. I'm sorry. Oh I'm, my I'm God. excited. God. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, why, what, what, why are you cooling? What, why can't you buy into PJ, PJ Hall? Um, I'm intrigued every time I watch him. I'm just not quite sure how, who he is in the NBA. Um. Your backup, I think if you got him in a playoff team, should jump all over PJ Hall. I think he's a tough kid. I think he's going to play hard and he can shoot it, play smart, understand his role. Like, is this a Nuggets pick? You know, I'm starting to say, like, is this just like, a, hey, there's, let's add PJ Hall to the rotation? I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm just not. Where do you have him? Uh, 53. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, this is I, where like we're having fun. He's, fi he's fine. I just, I, I don't know how much more upside there is with him. I'm not sure how translatable his game is outside of, you know, some pick and pop, pick and pop stuff. Um, I mean, as of two days ago, he was averaging 26, two, one, and two 
on 56, 39, 78. Yeah. And he's 27 minutes. He's having a great year. Really good. I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I'm struggling to come around on him. I, it's okay. I, I don't think he sucks or anything like that. It's just what I, I'm, I'm trying to find the comp for him as a proof of concept type guy, not like a one for one. And I'm kind of struggling to get there. The end of the first round, there's a, there's a range of like, I feel like everyone's going to have their own flavor. I'm starting to see it now where it's like that 20 to 40 range or no, 20 to 35 almost. And I feel like everyone's, you're seeing different names on everyone's boards. And I feel like I've seen PJ there. I've seen Zach Eady there. I've seen, you know, yeah, so I'm like, I'm completely different players and, you know, very different spots on their developmental curves. But like when we're at this stage, I am baffled why a guy like AJ Johnson hasn't come up yet, but PJ Hall is this high. I get it. So, because I think we're going to, this is going to be the floor draft. I think people are going to get scared and they're going to be like, what, where is our team? Can we take that swing? I think if AJ Johnson was stayed committed to Texas and was playing 25 men, 25, 30 minutes a night there, I think he would be a top five pick right now. I don't think you're crazy. He I think even with his frame, so I think good. he would. I think he would be be in that discussion right now. But um, I think this also could be a draft. Now that we're talking about it, I think a lot of those teams, those successful teams, might swing for the fences because they might be like, no one else has the the guts to do it this year. Let's do it because we yeah. might strike gold. Um, so I don't know. Okay, uh, let's move on. Uh, 26, we had Tyler Kolek, 27, Tyrese Proctor, 28, uh, Eves Missy, 29, Khalil Ware, 30, Izan Almanza. You pick. Oh, boy. Uh, Let's go positive. Uh, Tyler Kolek, he rules. Um, Great first name. Great first name. Incredible first name. High character, clearly, just off the name. Kolek Um, looks good, man. I watched them play... um... Who was it? Was it Creighton? I don't know. Who, who did they just play? They played a good team. Uh, whatever. But I watched him and I was like, hey, man, Kolek could play. Corey wrote, wrote a great piece about yeah. it. You watch Kolek on the court. He does have a lot of Goran Dragic to his game. He just, just looks tough. I like, just, I like it. If the Timberwolves could land him in the first round this year, I would be ecstatic. Just gets how to play. Um, not an all-star major ceiling raiser, but he's just going to lift the floor of everyone he plays with. He just makes everyone around him better. Um, He's missing is steadily growing on me. Sorry, go ahead. Kolik is Kolik's going to go to some team's workout and they're just going to look at each other and be like, we're not letting this kid get past us. Like, like if he's on the board at like 16, some teams just can be like, we love this kid. Let's just take him." Like, I'm just convinced he's just tough as nails. I think he's going to be ready to go to war even as a rookie. So yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, just, I, I think Missy is kind of steadily growing on me. Um, he's, he just crept into my first round. Um, so it, it's good to see kind of someone as raw as he, I, I thought he was just kind of steadily improve throughout the year and just kind of, Plain simple, playing within himself and doing the things that he's best at. I Missy's. I mean, Missy against Filipowski was a big. Uh, I don't. I'm not statement game, but that's the big. What was the phrase I'm looking for? Where you're like hanging your hat of like, if you want to sell me, like 
sell me this pen game of Missy. Like he's just going to be like, did you see me go against Filipowski? Yeah. I feel it's, like that's it's, the it's scouts like game. His version of like a Heisman moment. Yeah. It, I mean, he looked great, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm where do I have him? I still am low on him. I still got him at 49. Oof, I have him at 30. I, I, I would gladly take him over the two guys that are right behind him on our consensus. My, I mean, yeah, that's a good one. So this or that, him or Cleo Ware, you'd take Missy? Oh, by a long shot. Almanza's becoming funny because um, – the Discord channel today, we had some people bring up Omansa, <laughs> yeah. and I've been watch- I've been monitoring it, and he's looked very good his last couple of games. But I haven't watched like box score wise. He did, and then he had a sequence in his last game where I was like, "Whoa, okay, this will get me to turn on the film again." So I need to go back and watch, but we'll see. He's going yeah, live. I, 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 I'm a couple games behind on the ignite, but yeah, I'm keeping I, a very open mind. With I'm gonna be on. honest. I watched all their winter showcase games, and I was like, I need to take an ignite break. <laughs> and then I it's not like I'm going to go back in, but I was like, I need for my mental health. I need to take an ignite break. So I'll go back in and watch Almanza. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a rough stretch right here. Yeah. It's not my cup of tea. Um, so we'll see, but I don't know. Where are you at with Proctor before we go on? We got some comments about Proctor. Um, I, I haven't seen the Syracuse game yet. Um, it's, it's on my list for hopefully tonight. Um, but I, everything I keep hearing is that, yeah, he, he's looked really good in that game. So I was really high on him coming into the year. He's just kind of dropped a little bit. Um, and I have him at 32 right now. Um, the, the shooting at the beginning of the year was really concerning, but he, you know, was obviously out for a minute. Um, so it's, it's more of a symptom of kind of other guys jumping him at this point and, Still, still holding on before I, I kind of really drop him, but I, I don't see his stock getting this much lower for me at least. I'm still buying. Um, I, I have him at 20. I'd be very comfortable if a team loved him if you got him around that 20 to 30 range because still got good tools. I think we just know that some of these guys aren't what we were hoping they were going to have that breakout year. I think a lot of us were hoping a lot of these guards coming back, we're going to have this Jaden Ivy type of rise. Like a just, yeah. okay, they're here. Welcome. Welcome to the big show. Riley Kugel. We thought that was going to happen. And whoa, that didn't happen. So <laughs> like the guys like Tyrese Proctor, I think now I'm just kind of like, Hey, another, okay. You're not probably going to be a go-to guy, but you might be, little bit more complimentary or more of a project where some team's going to have to keep developing you. So I'm not out on him. I I, I still think that's a guy. If you got at the end of the first, you'd be happy with if the Intel checks out, you got a good plan for him to bring him along slowly. Uh, That's just me. Um, All right, let's take our last break ad break. um, And then we'll get into the second round. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
All right, Rucker. Um, we might split this up into two episodes. Um, but we'll we'll an hour already. We yeah. can wrap with this up. I'm just having too much fun being back. And no, I meant I meant more so like when I publish. I'm just oh, okay. You know. Okay. Okay. Well, think, thinking out loud. Yeah. Um, you want to go ten at a time? Yeah. Yeah. Well, right, let's right. let's speed round through uh, the okay. second round here. We'll keep it. We'll keep it tight. We'll we'll keep it to one episode. Um, yeah. Thirty one. Alex Tui. Thirty two. Dylan Jones. Thirty three. Tr- Trayvon Brazil. Uh, thirty four. Adembona. Thirty five. Pacomi Dadier. Thirty six. Wuga Poplar. Thirty seven. Otega Owe. Thirty eight. Aaron Bradshaw. Thirty nine. AJ Johnson. Forty. Alex Caravan. Otega's starting to climb. Um, I think Dylan's been putting up some impressive performances. I feel like. I don't know if is this maybe his ceiling of like where he's going to climb to. Yeah, I I think I'm the low one on in the group on him. Where do you um, have him? Much lower. Oh wow! Uh, just not sold. Just not sold. It's okay. I, I, a friend just, of the program. No, no big deal. Yeah. No, I, this is an attack on him. Um, I'm just not sure what he looks like and what his numbers and impact look like when he's not asked to and allowed to do everything in terms of offense, when he's in a lesser role, obviously we won't see that because he is the end all be all for that team. Um, And rightfully so he's earned that and he's producing insane numbers recently. So I, I I just, I don't know how it's going to translate. I mean, Wasserman um, had a good, thank you for fixing that. Wasserman had a good little tweet today where he was like, Dylan's going to be a guy that you're either buying or you're not. You're either in or out with, with Dylan Jones. And I yeah. feel like that's going to be really perfect way to put him. Like he's a, he's a unique skill set. He can play. He puts up big numbers, yep. but you're either in or out. Um, who else? Who else? Imp- where you got? I think Caravan. I like Caravan a lot, but I keep going back and forth of like, should he be climbing much higher or is he kind of in the right range i think he's a red shirt sophomore which it always makes me like quadruple check every time i see that um where hit me with it where, where are you thinking here with this range um for caravan no just anyone just anyone um i mean i i have wuga way higher i have him at 21 um wuga check wuga i have okay. aj johnson at 20 i know the raw numbers and the production for aj isn't there. And when you go look at the box scores, you're going to be like, this dude sucks, but that's why you watch the games. Um, the dude just knows how to play. His feel is incredible. The way that the amount of attention that he's putting in on defense, I think he has a good frame of, I, I think he's going to get way stronger. The athleticism, the on ball creation is there. I buy the shot long-term. He's just not getting the opportunities and that, you know, not a whole lot of those rising star guys are in the NBL this year. So I, I really think that if he was playing at Texas, he'd be a top five pick right now. Um, I also I think, for everyone I commenting, like Metcalf's not crazy. There's, there's some legit fans that are not just bloggers. <laughs> there's some NBA folks that are fans. So, I mean, it's just, I, I'm right there with you. I think it's situation. And I'm like, are fantastic. If, if I'm a playoff team and he's there in the twenties, I'm jumping all over that. I'm getting the extra year on the contract and I'm telling him, Hey, you're having the Anthony Simons developmental plan where you're going to be in the G league, just playing and getting stronger for a year. We'll see you next year. Um, but 
get used to the culture, get used to the speed, get used to the physicality. And uh, next year will be your, your rookie year. Um, I also think it, we've talked about this a couple of years ago with Uzman Zhang. Like the second half of the year is really important. Yep. So if AJ all of a sudden starts, they start saying, okay, we're playing you minutes. Like you could get at this point. I think it was at this point of the year with Zhang. I was like, he can't, he, no one can draft him. He's not draftable. I've yeah. watched him. I like, know. And then all of a sudden he was just fantastic. So, so we, we got a long way to go. It's January. We got a long, long way to go. Um, but I get it. And um, trying to think of who else on that list gave me some attention. Someone commented and said, AJ Mitchell should be much higher. That's not my burner account. I promise you, <laughs> but I agree with that. Um, he, he's, he's grow. I've moved him up a bunch for what it's worth. Um, wow this is i'm proud of you okay we could save this um i love him i love him i have him at 20 no oh, I, have I, have him at I have him I at 32 i'm um, at 32 i love aj mitchell um okay any any other names here or should we move on to the next um aaron bradshaw i could see continuing to kind of i climb. could too um, Luga's looked good i could see him continuing to climb why does the team hate wuga I don't know. Um, I have him at 35, so I guess I can't really... I mean, that's right where I have him. I think he's just on the verge of being a... He's, he's putting up great numbers. He's putting up fantastic numbers. Um, let me grab those. He didn't play last game because he was hurt, but he's averaging 16 points, five rebounds, two assists, shooting 52-50-87, which is just like, are those numbers correct? And yes, I've double-checked them. So... And it's on. What else do we need? So I, he's, he's shooting 50% from three on nine and a half attempts per 100 possessions. Um, defensive rebounding rate of 60, effective field goal rate of 63.8 with that much three point volume. It's ridiculous. I don't know. He's an f- awesome athlete, too. I, I, I think he's just a stud. <sighs> stud might be but- hard, but. Pacom is my boy. So I love that comment right there from Tomas. Sorry if I said your name wrong. I do my best. I love Pacom. I absolutely love him. I I would not be shocked if he starts getting some more playing time. Um, I keep asking around about him and a lot of fans, a lot of intrigue, a lot of intrigue. I wouldn't say fan, like hardcore fans of like first round, but there's some intrigue. Um, Moving on. Uh, Yeah, let's. At 41, we had Jared McCain, 42, Tristan Da Silva, 43, Oso Iguodaro, 44, DJ Wagner, 45, Kwame Evans Jr., 46, Deron Holmes, uh, 47, Dylan Mitchell, 48, Keshad Johnson, 49, Garway Duall, 50, AJ Mitchell. The floor is yours, Mr. Metcalf. Oh, boy. Um, I think Kwame Evans could be in the first round next month. He... He looks really good. Um, I I went back. I need to I need to move him up a much more. I didn't have him in my top sixty last time, and then I for submissions, and then I went and watched him, and I was like, oh my, okay, like this is what I thought Kwame was going to be since the beginning of the year, and now it's starting to happen. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't be shocked if he's the next name that starts really cooking up some boards. Still love Jared McCain. Um kind of crappy today about the news with Bryce Hopkins. So Garway's, I know they're different positions, but Garway's probably got a chance to really get some more minutes because they're going to need someone to step up and 
I don't know. What are, what are, what are you thinking there? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I talked about Garway, where it might just be time to give up on the idea of him this year. I love his defense. I love the playmaking, but just the scoring is non-existent right now. Um, I know he has a sub 40 effective field goal rate um, as of last week, at least it's just not NBA ready. So he's got to figure it out in some form or fashion. Maybe it's next year. Maybe it's later this year. Who knows? Uh, going to be a ton of open shot opportunities now that Hopkins is down, unfortunately. Um, but that's tough. Um, let's see. I, I think Tristan De Silva should be a lot higher, too. I have him in the first round. I have him at 25. Um, when you look at guys who have just put up the numbers that he has, they're almost all NBA guys um, in some form or fashion. So he just kind of quietly produces and contributes on both ends of the floor. It's nothing overtly flashy. It's not the sexiest game or most explosive game that you'll ever see, but it's effective. It's efficient. It's versatile. So I, I think he deserves a little more love too. I was a shocked that he was there. Um, I thought he'd be a little higher. I think I, I I'm right there with you. I thought just he's fine, but I feel like it's just some people who might be like, eh, maybe we're overthinking Silva where we're just like, Hey, he's fine. But is that where you start getting a little scary of your chasing potential swings still, instead of looking at like the Silva can just help you. He can play. He's smart. Um, Deron Holmes is so funny. Cause he just hanging around, hanging around. Kids got alligator blood. He, he's just always there. It seems like, and he's always put up some good numbers. So be interested to see. I still think AJ Mitchell has got to be higher. I love everyone. at knows. Like, kid can play. Kid can play. So that's all I got. You want last 10? Yeah, let, let's round round this out. Uh, 51, Donovan Dent. 52, Jameer Watkins. 53, Bro- Bronny James. 54, Matthew Cleveland. 55, Kylan Boswell. 56, Harrison Ingram. 57, Tristan Newton. 58, Scotty Middleton. 59, Juan Nunez. And 60, Adu Thierro. Donovan Dent's fun. Um, a lot of no ceilings are very pumped about Jameer Watkins. Need to watch him some more. I thought Boswell's looked much better. I still think he probably is a next year guy, hopefully, but I don't know if, I don't know. Cleveland, man, he needs to go up. Yeah. Um, good to see Juan Nunez finally get on this. I think he's going to be a name to watch out for what do, what do you got? Obviously let's talk about Bronny. I've never seen the group chat more vicious about yeah. Bronny James right Jesus. now. I mean, not the group chat, the, <laughs> the YouTube chat. I mean, you guys are on fire right now about Bronny. It's like a, a it's like the Avengers, like civil war status. Um, so should we talk about Bronny and give everyone? Yeah, a- I, I feel like we kind of need to here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, it's just funny. Like goodness. I feel like there's a bunch of ESPN bots in our chat. <laughs> Bronny's look good. Yeah. Um, USC he, has been a disaster. That's, a, that's one way to put it. Uh, it Bronny looks fine. He's. I'm going to wait a little bit because his minutes are starting to climb back up. He just had 10, 2, and 3 on 4 of 6 in 18 minutes. Um, he's what I thought we were going to get from Bronny. Um, I don't think it's going to be talent um, when it comes to Bronny. I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to be... No. Doubting this talent, even when he's 6'2", combo guard, a little undersized. Um, 
the rankings months and months ago of him in the top 10 were, were absurd. It I'll was, just go ahead and say it. It was I'll, sad I'll, at the time, too. Why? It was bad at the time. It was terrible. I, I'm sorry. I love everyone. It was terrible. I was like, no. I know why he was number 10 on that graphic. Um, but Bronny can play. If, if everything checks out, I'll say that again. If everything checks out, because that is going to be the number one thing. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he climbs up some boards. Like, he's smart defender. Mm-hmm. Me and you talked about him um, from when we saw him at Hoop Summit Drink. Like, he is very, very advanced mentally, defensively. Yeah. Like, when it comes to, he understands fundamentals. Like, shocker, probably had a good teacher. But, like, I think he understands his role and how he's going to have a chance at the next level. So I'm not surprised. It's just got to see the playmaking come around. Got to see, you know, the rest of the offensive tools. Where, where are you at, Metcalf? Like, I, I haven't watched him crazy because I'm like, I need, let me get Bronny a couple of months to play and then we'll see what's what's going on. But not surprised that people are starting to buzz about him again. Yeah, and I, I have him at 51 right now. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm not alone with it alone in this but i think a lot of us just kind of took him off our boards um after that horrifying heart incident um and just are kind of slowly kind of reintroducing him into the rankings and just trying to see what the sample looks like how much opportunity does he have what does he look like when he plays um so i i would expect him to kind of continue to rise if he keeps kind of playing this way i think the shot looks good the passing the defense all that kind of stuff um it looks really complimentary um for who he could be in the long run i think it's just we're just kind of taking it slow in terms of kind of reintroducing him because we've gotten you know what 10 to 20 games from some of these guys and we're at like five ish with him so i i I wouldn't overthink his current ranking um because i would it won't surprise me if he's in the 30s next time yeah, I mean, it, it, this is what the class is. This is what you do. This is why we always stress be patient. This is why we always do a big board every month. Like, we don't care about trying to just get clicks or else we would do a big board every week. We're trying to be patient and let these guys get some playing tape and evaluate. And I think with Brawny, it's never been... A lot of these guys, we get to a point where we all talk about it. And like, I, when the stuff happened with Brawny, I was like, I'm not going to put him on my board because it's not fair. It's not fair to everybody else. It's not fair to Bronny if I'm just having him constantly at 59-ish. I I didn't have him on my board. I've, I've had him right on my... I have a list of guys that are like knocking on the door. Bronny's been right there because I was like, I need to wait and see what he can do. But the, the brief stuff I've seen right now, I, I've been pleased. It's just we need to see some more of it. And, um, you know, we're going to have to <laughs> watch it quickly because USC is trending in the wrong direction. Um, I don't know. What about you? Um, yeah. And just to kind of show some of the disparity between some of these rankings. Um, I mean, Jameer Watkins is 52 on our consensus. Some people had him around 20. Um, Matthew Cleveland is at 54 in our consensus. I have him at 33. Um, Juan Nunez was at 59. I have him at 27. So there's a lot of disparity in this class amongst the group. Um, so it's not just, you know, the the draft community at large. It's in-house with us, too, where there is 
a lot of disagreement and a lot of kind of differing viewpoints with so many of these guys. Um, so it's important to remember that this consensus ranking is the average of like eight to 10 different boards uh, and different evaluations and different viewpoints and different values. Um, so it can lead to some really interesting results. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think overall for where we are at in this process, um, I, I thought it turned out really, really interesting. Um, who are a couple names that didn't make ours that you think should have or will going forward? It's always funny when we do this exercise because I'm like, man, I really need to fix the end <laughs> of my board. It's just like, and I just because I look at it and it clears my head a little bit. Um, KJ Lewis kind of bounced out. I get it. I understand why. I think he's next year guy. Yeah, he's. I like training. the defense. I hope he is. I hope he is. If he's a next year guy, Arizona's going to be a, a wagon. I'm just not there with the with the shot yet. Yeah, I hear you. Um, Devin Carter has been making some noise from Providence. Just a little bit of a sleeper. I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think Jackson Robinson of BYU could be a name. Trenton Flowers. I still am waiting for if there's going to get a little bit of like a he has a love bug going around our group chat. Like, is, is people going to start? Where do you have him? that one? I don't have him in my top sixty. Okay. I have him on my knocking on the door. It's just because like I, there's like four guys right now. I'm looking at the. I thought I had Matthew Cleveland higher. I had him at 60. So that goes off of what Metcalf just said. I thought I had Cleveland around like 51. I had him at 60. Um, I put Jackson, Jackson Shellstad. I, I have him at 50. I have him at 50. He's, he's also NBA jam on fire on my board. He's just <laughs> standing there like on fire. I, I think I, Love him. Absolutely love him. Shameless plug. I have words coming out on him on Friday. So go over to no ceilings. Really good at plugging you. I'm really good at hyping you up. Um, <laughs> anyone that for you? And Shellstead, I think, was the highest guy. Or I, I have Flowers at 35. He was really bad in their last game. Um, but I know he has fans. <laughs> an amazing sales um, pitch. I have him at 35. He's really bad in his life. No, but like, um, so from. The, the the NBL experience hasn't been great for a lot of no, these guys. No, 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 no. Um, but he every single game he plays, he plays really hard. And I like the way that he's kind of developing his, his off ball game. I think the defense is take continues to take steps in the right direction. There is more so the the shot just didn't fall for him last game. He was like 0 of five or 0 of six. But then he's had some games where you know, he's, I think he earlier this year, he scored 20 and a quarter. So I think there's a lot of just kind of untapped potential there. Early second round, late first. I would be kind of surprised if his name doesn't get called. Uh, Shellstad, I have at 31 or 39. Um, I know he's small. He looks tiny out there, but that dude can just flat out play. Um, Ariel Hookporty, I had at 41. I, I'm yeah, just he's, super he's confident that he's going to be a really good backup center. Um, kind of surprised there isn't more appreciation for him um though those were kind of the main ones for me though yeah i'm trying to look and see if any other names um i was shocked i mean i'm not shocked but it's just ajinka not being on the board i i dropped him down to 53 but he wasn't on our top 60 i was like okay fine i still like roddy gale but i also am at a point He's... with roddy gale where i'm like, <sighs> like is it just another year like do we need another year you know He's tough for me because I feel like that's the exact type of guard that burns me every single goddamn season. Um, you know, you get I get it. 
and um, he's playing so well right now. Um, really well. He's playing really well. So I and he's I I have him in my top sixty. Uh, but I have him at fifty nine. I have him at fifty seven. Okay. Well, you know, screw you. Get, <laughs> get away from my board. Um, anyone that you're out on that you could see buying back in on. Hmm. Um. Oh boy. Or or any other names. I know that there's some Eric Reynolds fans that know ceilings. Malik Mack for Harvard was being was awesome. I, I there's just some good wild cards around here. But I'm also at a point right now where like I didn't have I had Duran right out my top sixty, Duran Holmes. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, well, is Duran doing enough to just get back up there? Because like you know what I'm trying to say? Like I Yeah. And I, 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 I think that's a really good name uh to use. Um Who's the I, Texas Tech kid we were just talking about? I really like him. Gosh. Texas I'll remember Tech. it. Yeah. Me and Maxwell were talking about him, and we were like, is he maybe a next-year kid? Um, I can't use my damn keyboard. I I, <laughs> I don't know. But Donovan Dent was climbing. I, I just watched that New Mexico game. Toppin looks great. Like, There's just a lot of time and a lot of names. And I mean, what, Metcalf? We had – I'm going to find the number right now. We had – 176 submitted names for our big boards. Oh, I know. It's absurd. <laughs> and Metcalf has to do all that math, and it's it's ridiculous um, how close some of these these rankings are and numbers are. Like, goodness. Um, I don't know. Anyone else I'm, I'm not thinking of? I don't think so. Um, I'm just going to give a, a couple just real deep cut um, shout-outs uh, first two and they're just like two really athletic centers um felix okpara from ohio state uh just continue to love his defense his rim running the rebounding probably not a this year guy but just because the offense is incredibly simplistic but that dude can just flat out defend uh, and then similarly similar i can't talk anymore similarly there we go uh miles rubin from loyola chicago uh block rate of 15.1 right now uh leads the country in it um super raw athletic freshman really good incredible athlete really good shot blocker really ton of defensive upside um really good rim runner so maybe not this year guy maybe transfers up next season but i i've been really impressed with his game this year i i I completely get it Um, oh and uh, just a Another, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I, no, I, someone else that you know, a bunch of the No Ceilings crew has been really impressed with is uh, Neek Clifford from Colorado State. Yes, so he's he's climbing quickly. Yeah, that's all. I, I mean, that's all I got. I, I will try to find some more names, but I feel like we did a, a big I, range I, of them. I think we, I think we covered it. So yeah, you got anything coming up? Anything you want to plug? Um, do I want to spoil it? No, I'll keep it a surprise. Let's just say the draft fans are going to be excited about some video content coming out. There's going to be a lot of them. All right, screw it. I'll just say, it. um, I do the midterms every year for no ceilings. Um, been working with Corey behind the scenes. Corey's helped me with the graphics. We're revamping them entirely. They're going to be very, very awesome. 
So um, I'm getting ready to do those. So, you know, when people don't, when I'm not active on the line, that's because I'm usually doing something for no ceilings. So um, I might probably escape to a rabbit hole for that. I'm going to try to get, you know, 40 or 50 players done, but they're going to take some, some time, just, you know, coffee. That's all I need folks. Coffee. And it's not like I'm sleeping anyway, so I got a lot of time to, to just do it. But no, that's probably what I'll do. I need to write a couple things for no ceilings. I'm getting the itch. Probably I want to write about AJ Mitchell, so I think that might be coming up soon. And love it. Metcalf, you have one coming up too, right? Uh yeah. Or you got, just plugged it. You got yeah, I got I got Shellstad um on Friday. So go check that out. Go check out all of our awesome work. Team is doing an incredible job this year covering yes. everyone from the top to the deep depths of this class. Uh, so you can find all of that at no ceilings, NBA.com. Uh, but w- once again, I'm Tyler Metcalf. You can follow me on Twitter at T Metcalf 11. He is Tyler Rucker. You can follow him at Tyler underscore Rucker. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review and five star rating until next time. See ya.